Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Bonjour. (laughs) Bonjour. And Happy New Year. First broadcast of the year, and I'm so grateful, so grateful. Oh my goodness. New year, new decade. And it feels so powerful to me. I feel so blessed and so grateful. Mm. Thank you for joining with me in this moment as we transcend time and space together to remember and recognize our holiness. I invite you to join me in prayer as I speak a word of blessing for our healing, for our remembering. Taking this breath of gratitude, so grateful and thankful that God is, that we are part of God now and forever inextricably part of an infinite flow of love and light. Taking this breath of gratitude together, we partner up with that higher Holy Spirit self to remember and recognize our holiness and the holiness of our brothers and sisters. So grateful for that light and that holiness within each one of us that is intact So grateful to call forth healing, transformation, releasing of that which no longer serves all false beliefs, all patterns of lack, attack, limitation, and separation. We are grateful to open ourselves to unprecedented clarity right here, right now. In gratitude, we share the benefits of our healing and our clarity with everyone because we're one with them. So grateful to let it be, and so it is. Amen. Amen, amen. So our topic today is a sweet one, Speed Up Your Spiritual Awakening. And I'm so grateful for the gifts of God that we are given permanently, and we can explore them each and every day. And there are many, many, many ways that we can speed up our spiritual awakening, and I'm sure many of them will come through today. And I don't plan ahead. I don't have a lot of notes, or I don't have any notes I, that's not how I do this. I really open myself to the awareness of spirit, and that that's so valuable to me. It's fresh to me. It's uh, a healing experience for me to be able to share. And this is one of the things in Lesson 169, Workbook Lesson 169, which is, By Grace I Live, By Grace I Am Released. And this is the way I've been learning to live, by faith, by grace, by putting my faith and trust in spirit. So living by the prayer of, I'm here only to be truly helpful, and the one who sent me will guide me. So I don't have to ever wonder or worry or be afraid of how it's going to go, because it's going to go perfectly each and every time, in each and every moment. Uh, On my Facebook page this morning, I posted the quote that everything works together for good, and that is the truth of it, and uh, (laughs) it's, it's beautiful to be able to stand in that place of Everything works together for good. There are no exceptions except in the ego's judgment. That's from the text, chapter 4. 
Section 5, paragraph 1, and it is one of the things that I hold most dear. And uh, because things happen all the time, every single moment, every day, uh, there's stuff that happens. And it's challenging. It's quite challenging. So when things happen to me that I prefer didn't happen because I have a point of view, I have a perspective, I have an opinion about it, like I drop something and break it, in that moment I can say all things work together for good. There are no exceptions. Let me make no exceptions. So that's part of my prayer that plays through my mind day in and day out. Let me make no exceptions. Let me make no exceptions. Making exceptions slows down our spiritual growth. It derails us. It turns us in a different direction. Of course, Miracles makes it very clear to us that we can learn through pain or joy. And it is our choice. We have free will choice. We have the power of decision to learn through pain or through joy. And every day, I certainly experience both. (laughs) I do, I do, I do. And the learning through joy is what I'm focused on. So being very grateful for the ways in which I can learn through joy. So that was part of my post on Facebook this morning I wrote all things work together for good there are no exceptions except in the ego's judgment to live this truth and be happy we must practice gratitude for the goodness in all things without gratitude joy cannot be felt there is no other way Mm -hmm. and then I asked people to join with me and express gratitude and uh It's a powerful and healing practice. Gratitude lifts our vibration, which then helps us to see and know and feel and hear more clearly what the truth is. And that's what I'm interested in because the truth is liberating. It's freeing. It frees us from that which is false, right? So everything that's false is what we have made. It's the interpretation and the meaning that we've made. And we always can know that we are attached to something that's false when we feel pain. You see how simple it really is. not saying it's easy. I'm just saying it's simple. I like the simplicity of that. That if I feel distressed, I can immediately say, Oh, Jennifer, you're making an exception. You can liberate, right? In this very moment, with the help of Jesus, with the help of heaven, the company of heaven and the angels. And it's so beautiful, it can happen in this moment. I don't have to wait for something to happen in the future. But if I'm less willing, it might seem like a process it might seem like something that's going to take time. But as Ernest Holmes said, and I've quoted many times, the only time that it takes to have a healing is the time that it takes to have a realization. So I just did this wonderful um, Undoing Unworthiness class series, and When we believe we are not worthy of direct insight, we won't be available for it. Because that's the amazing truth of this world is that we get to experience our thoughts and beliefs. We can experience truth, which is miraculous and healing and nourishing and sustaining and prospering. Or we can experience our beliefs, our opinions, our judgments, our attachments. And we can experience a combination of both. We actually are the ones who decide. We are the deciders. So the fastest way to quicken 
our spiritual awakening is to use that power of decision and to make the decision that we're interested in awakening above all else. That we're interested in awakening above all else. And I can see, I can look back and see that this was a key turning point to me. And I'm very grateful for this awareness that I could decide. And I made that decision. And we all have things in our life that we decide that we are going to do or not do. And that decision holds sway because we make it important. And we can invoke the power of decision in any area of our life. But most of us don't. We can, but we don't. And so the the opportunity that we have is for this decision to be at peace, decision to be in love, to live in love. Now, in, in the course, in this workbook lesson 169, in the about by grace I live, by grace I am released. It starts with I, grace is an aspect of the love of God which is most like the state prevailing in the unity of truth. And then later it says grace becomes inevitable instantly in those who have prepared a table where it can be gently laid and willingly received, an altar clean and holy for the gift. So this is certainly part of that decision to awaken, is that we then must prepare the table where the gifts of God can be gently laid and willingly received. We must prepare the table to be that altar, clean and holy for the gift. Course in Miracles tells us that our heart is the altar of God, and that altar is the treasure of God. We are the treasure of God because in our heart, and of course this is our spiritual heart, not our physical heart. In our heart, in our heart center, you could say our heart chakra, but it's in the very essence of our being, is the treasure of God. This has already been given to us and cannot be taken away. And so this treasure is this altar where the gifts of God can be laid. But if we're holding on to false idols and cluttered up, we've cluttered up all our altar with false idols, there's no room for the gifts of God. Nothing has been prepared for the gifts of God. So this is the thing. We don't have to earn the gifts of God. We just have to make room for them and make them valuable to us, that we will value them. So, false idols. What are the false idols? Well, if I believe that this one is better than that one, this person is better than that person, because I judge this person's actions or this person's intelligence or this person's race, creed, color, anything about them, that this person is better than or less than another person, including myself, that this person uh, deserves punishment or is not worthy of love, then I've cluttered my altar 
with false idols of my opinions, my judgments. And there's no room for the gifts of God. Not complicated, very simple. So to quicken our spiritual awakening, we must clear the altar. And I will say quite honestly and directly that when I first truly embarked on this clearing of the altar, my own heart, it was the hardest thing I had ever done. Yet, it brought me the greatest benefits of anything I had ever done. And it continues to bring me the greatest benefits of anything I've ever done. And I'm quite certain that it is my own continual work of clearing the altar of my heart of all false idols that gave me the inspiration to, to offer my Finding Freedom Boot Camp and my Masterful Living year-long course. And, as often happens, when we are graced with the gifts of God, like the inspiration to do something, um, many times we think, oh, I can't do that. Oh, that's too hard. Oh, it's too much. I can't do it. And when I talk sometimes with people about giving up all judgments and opinions, they initially will be like, uh, yeah, that's not even possible. What else do you have? In your, in your bag of tricks there, girl. Well, that's the greatest gift that we can give ourselves. And it is the greatest gift that we can share with others. And so here in this lesson 169, uh, it says here in paragraph 4, We urge you to bear witness to the word of God, to hasten the experience of truth and speed its advent into every mind that recognizes truth's effects on you. Oneness is simply the idea God is. And in God's being, God encompasses all things. No mind holds anything but God. We say God is, and then we cease to speak, for in that knowledge, words are meaningless. Many times people ask, well, what can I be grateful for? I don't feel very grateful. Uh, Let's just be grateful God is. Yes, and we are part of that God is. So, we urge you to bear witness to the word of God to hasten this experience of truth, to quicken the experience of truth, and speed its advent, truth's advent, into every mind that recognizes truth's effects on you. So, Let's look at this even more closely. We urge you to bear witness to the word of God, to hasten, to quicken the experience of truth, and speed its advent, to speed truth's advent into every mind that recognizes truth's effects on you. So, Speed its advent. What is advent? Think of an advent calendar, right? So the advent calendar is that uh, Christmas calendar. Uh, I, I love to get advent calendars for kids. There are so many cool ones. And uh, ones with chocolate, ones with toys and things like that. And it makes that countdown to Christmas a uh, special little um, just beautiful treasure uh, with all the little treasures of each day of Advent. So uh, Advent uh, begins, the Advent calendar begins four Sundays before Christmas. And so what is it about? It's about 
the coming of Christ in our hearts, in our minds, and into incarnation, right? It's, it's also uh, can be thought of to be about the second coming of Christ, right? So we are the Christ. This is what A Course in Miracles teaches us, that God has one Son, and it is the Christ, and we are the Son of God. We are the Christ. So we urge you to bear witness to the Word of God, to quicken the experience of truth and speed truth's advent, that Christ awakening into every mind that recognizes you are having an experience of truth. So this is why A Course in Miracles tells us that anyone who has had a realization, however briefly, that they are not separate from another, that instantly makes them a teacher of God. And so we are teachers of God, because we've had that realization, however briefly, we've had that insight. And A Course in Miracles is very much about letting us, leading us to recognize that we are to be truly helpful in this world by walking in this world, demonstrating the love of Christ, the ministration of Christ, being a minister of God, a teacher of God, a minister of Christ. Because the Christ is in our awareness, and even if we don't express it, in every moment, even if we're not tuned into it in every moment, if we are even occasionally tuned into it, and we can walk in this world living it, sharing it, demonstrating it, that people can recognize it in us, this is us living our purpose. And um, that's why I call that truly helpful prayer, the purpose prayer, the my purpose prayer. I am here only to be truly helpful. This is my only purpose. So often people get distracted and caught up in this idea of, I want to live with my purpose. I don't know what my purpose is. This is the purpose, to live the love, to walk the talk, to be the living demonstration. And in order to walk the talk and live the love and be a living demonstration, we cannot judge ourselves. We cannot attack ourselves. We must relinquish all desire to attack and to defend. Right? So, uh, because attack and defend, attack and defend. If, if you really decide to pay attention and you make a true commitment to this practice of being aware every time you have an attack thought and every time you are defending yourself and you take that awareness and you you realize, oh, I did it again. Oops, I did it again. Right, Britney Spears song. You have you have that realization. Oops. Then, and you can just say to yourself, I love little things that we can do. Just say, oops, touch your heart. Oops, I'm choosing again. I'm offering these thoughts of lack and attack to spirit for healing. There is no separation. I am one with the infinite. And I choose to speed the advent of Christ awareness into every mind here and now, Holy Spirit, make it so. That's a powerful practice. Your whole life will be transformed by it. Now, I, I mentioned about masterful living. Um, it's very much on my mind because I'm preparing for our year and we've, we've already um, started the bonus classes, the New Year's Reboot, which you can join us in that. You can get the replay, and uh, we're doing the 
six-day challenge to end my self-sabotage, and you can join us in that as well. Uh, powerful experiences of healing people are having, and um, uh, Master of a Living classes actually begin January 20th. And so as people are registering now, they're uh, doing the group goal-setting sessions, and they're having their activation counseling sessions and all these different components of the class. So if you're thinking you're going to join us this year, register as soon as you can so we can get you launched into this amazing year. When I first got the idea for Masterful Living back in 2008... I just, I it overwhelmed me, the thought of doing a year-long class. I didn't want to do it. I really didn't. But I decided to listen to spirit. We resist until we say yes. <laughs> and I am excited for this year. It's time for me to take a break. Oh, my gosh. And... I'll return with more quickening. You're listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio. We're living the love, we're walking the talk, and I will be right back. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Welcome back. We're talking about quickening our awakening. And uh, just to finish the story I was going to share with you, uh, it's very much on my mind. I had uh, the good fortune of having dinner in New York City with a couple of folks uh, on Sunday and uh, folks who are in Masterful Living and... Uh, there was a sharing of gratitude for what I offer. And I certainly appreciate the gratitude. I do, I do. And as I said then, I really, I don't take credit for all these beautiful teachings because they're given to all of us. They're given to everyone. And I feel absolutely compelled to share them, absolutely 100% compelled to share them. And that's my experience with people who open their heart and clear off the altar is that we feel compelled to share this. And that's that message of A Course in Miracles. Sharing is so imperative that... Uh, this, um, what Jesus is saying to us here in Lesson 169, we urge you to bear witness to the Word of God, to hasten the experience of truth, to support people having an experience of truth, bear witness to the Word of God, be the living Word of God. And with this unworthiness factor, we think, oh, I'm unworthy. I, it's too lofty. I cannot attain to it. It's too much, right? And and I used to have those thoughts too. Like, who am I? This is one of the things with the spiritual counselors in training. When we begin the training, I always share, you are the first order of business for every spiritual counselor, every spiritual teacher, every spiritual student. The first order of business is to clear out this thought pattern of who am I? to share these teachings. Who am I to sit and be a counselor with someone? Who am I to offer this truth to someone? Who am I? And there is an answer to that. And the answer is, you are born of the Christ. That's who you are. That's who I am. I am that I am. And that is the answer. And it takes humility to hold that answer 
in our mind and to not be deterred. So as long as we hold on our altar, in the altar of our heart, this thought of better than and less than when it comes to other beings, as long as that's where we're placing some large portion of our attention, our altar is cluttered with these false idols because that's what those thoughts are, false idols. Simply the truth of it. So that's why my programs are about cultivating relationships with each other in this community to love each other, to support each other, to be there for each other, and most importantly, most importantly, to open to receive the love that will be poured out upon us. People do pour out love upon me, and I have really come to know that this is the love of God pouring out upon me. And that all are worthy of the same love and the same outpouring. All are worthy. And we are being called to let go of the opinions and judgments that some are not worthy. All are worthy. Just like Jesus tells us in the Course. All are called, but few choose to listen. Few choose to answer. So... This is why it's so important for us to bear witness to the word of God by choosing to answer the call that everyone has. So who are we? We are born of the Christ. We are the living Christ presence. We are not just God's mouthpiece. No, so much more than that. It's embodying it. Right, So many people will um, repeat things, and I used to do that, repeat you know all kinds of words and truth and things like that. But that actually is it creates a lot of discordancy if we're not embodying it. At least it sure did in me. Because I felt so strongly my mind is split. And I was constantly judging myself for not being more loving, for not being more kind, for not being more dedicated, for not being more this and more that. And every day, a constant failure. But once I made that decision, I, made, I used and, and employed the power of decision to make the decision to embody it. To represent it, to represent the one who sent me, then any amount of time that I could do that, five minutes a day, one minute a day, 30 seconds a day, I was doing it. Yep. If you do it for five seconds a day, my friend, you're doing it. Truly. <laughs> Let's not make it more complicated than that. Doing it for five seconds a day, perfectly doing it, embodying the Christ, because in this moment you're choosing love, boom, the whole world is shifted. And that's what we are here to do, and only this, to represent, to represent the one who sent us. And everything we need in order to do that will be given to us. So that is what my year is about. And I invite you to come join me in Masterful Living. What could you do that would be more important? You know, I used to spend so much time listening, just listening and listening and listening to all kinds of classes and CDs and audios. And back in the day, I had a huge bag of tapes. <laughs> and when I lived in L.A., I had this huge bag of big, you know, shopping bag, one of those large cloth shopping bags filled with tapes, cassette tapes, because I had a cassette tape player in my car. I hadn't upgraded to CDs. CDs were still new-ish. 
And so I was a tape girl, and I made my own tapes <laughs> and mixtapes and all kinds of things like that, like we used to do back in the day. And I had this huge bag of tapes, and I... It's bizarre, but what happened is I was at a play in downtown Los Angeles. I don't know, Mark Taper or someplace like that. And I came back to my car at night after the show. I had parked in the neighborhood and someone had broken my window to get into my little Honda hatchback and they had taken the two bags that were in my hatchback. And one of them was my earthquake preparedness kit, which had water and maybe a flare and some diapers and things to use for bandages because I was there. I had just arrived in L.A. the week before that big 94 quake in 1994. And um, so I had my little earthquake preparedness kit and then I had this big bag of tapes, all spiritual tapes, all spiritual tapes. And I had to laugh because whoever ended up with that bag of tapes, they didn't get what they were looking for. Not really. <laughs> but perhaps they would listen to the tapes and that would be helpful to them. So I prayed for them to in some way, shape, or form, be blessed by the entire experience. Let us all be blessed by the breaking into the car and the breaking of the window. And, you know, one of the things I've learned in my life is that the universe will get its tithe in all kinds of ways. So sometimes the universe will take its tithe in... Um, like if we don't, if we're not tithers, if we're not giving from the overflow, then uh, we'll have things like a broken car window or something like that. And we'll see it as a burden. But if we are actively giving back and circulating and being in the flow and not hoarding and we're sharing and tithing and doing all of those things and tithing our money, our time, our energy, and our love, and all the wonderful gifts that we uh, receive in this world, if we're doing that, then when something like this happens, we can turn it into a blessing. Okay, my car was uh, uh, assaulted, I have to pay to break the window, I don't want to put in my insurance, it's old little beat up car, it's you know 14 years old or whatever it is. Uh, why why put in on insurance uh, and I'll just pay for it. So well now my mechanic will have who I love will have uh, money to feed his family and pay his workers. And so some of it goes there and some of it goes to the people who manufacture the window and supply all the things that go into manufacturing the window. And so I'm circulating, and that's fine, because nothing is lost in spirit. That's one of the things I know for sure. Nothing is lost in spirit. It's not possible. Not possible. Everything works together for good, and there are no exceptions. So if, if God is all there is, how can anything be lost in spirit? Everything is perfect. Let me see the perfection in it. So uh, twice I've had my car window broken. And so both times I thought, oh, this is a call to prayer. So I can still, even now, how decades later, remembering this broken window and the one before that, bless those people right here, right now. Bless their lives. Let, let their call, their cry for love, their call for prayer be answered by me as it's meant to be answered with blessings, with prayers. Because if I am breaking down and I'm doing something that's attacking someone else, gosh, I hope people would pray for me. Gosh, I hope people would uh, have compassion for me. So let us live in the embodiment 
of it. It's joyful. It's happy making. There's no, no loss in that. There's only more added unto us. To them that have, even more shall be given, right? To them that have the capacity to be compassionate, to be loving, to the, them that have the awareness of the purpose, the holy purpose of their presence on this planet, even more shall be given. To them that have not, even what they have will be taken away. Meaning, you know, that you will have uh, a sense of loss, a constant stream of sense of loss and lack and limitation. So the, the quickening of our awakening comes from this great willingness to remember the truth, to live the truth, to embody the truth, and stop perpetuating myths and made-up uh, illusions and delusions. So it's that commitment to the truth that does indeed liberate us. And it's super challenging. It's super challenging. I I notice I have been saying uh, a lot lately to people who have been thanking me. I say to them, there's a reason why I teach these classes. And I'm so focused on this community, the power of love community, the masterful living community. It's because it keeps my attention on love. It keeps my heart open to love. It keeps my focus on my awakening. And that is the purpose of my life. So it keeps my attention on my purpose. Every day, as I was sharing at dinner the other night, every day I, I still find myself judging or complaining about something. But the U-turn back to love, back to compassion is quick and quicker all the time. And I'm grateful. I'm really grateful for that. And the results that we see when we are living it are tremendous. They're just tremendous. I love this time of year because people who've been in Masterful Living with me all the previous year are writing to me and sharing with me their uh, evaluation of their year and the breakthroughs. And and everybody says, you know, I I feel a bit guilty. I feel a bit um, like a sense of lack that I didn't do everything that was offered. And I'm like, nobody can do everything that I offer (laughs) in Masterful Living. It's so comprehensive. There are so many components. Don't even think about doing all of it. It's not possible. Just do what you can. Do a little bit every day, and you will find that your life is transformed. And that's the truth of walking the talk and living the love. And the the most powerful aspect of, I think, this community is the comradeship, the prayer partnerships, the small groups, the support, the f- tremendous love and friendships that people have for each other. And I, I'd like to speak a word of uh, in terms of quickening your awakening. Instead of sharing with people who aren't that interested, uh, this is one of the things I talk about in Masterful Living, to encourage people to stop trying to get their friends to listen to this thing or do that thing or read this thing. Instead of trying to convince friends and family members and co-workers to pay attention to these spiritual teachings or to listen to something or... Instead of doing that, instead of sharing that and coming at people from a place of they should do this or, gosh, their life would be so much better if they could see what I see, if they could do what I do, if they could value what I value. Instead of coming at people with that, just joyfully living the love and instead telling spirit you would like to have a powerful group of friends and community that share your interest. And that's what we have in Masterful Living is people all over the world 
you know, on every continent, it seems, all over the world, people coming together to share and practice. And then we don't have to tell everybody in our life. We're broadcasting it constantly. And then people will ask, so what? what is that thing you're doing? I remember um, my brother had these kidney stones, I don't know, 25, 30 years ago or whenever it was. And um, I, he doesn't believe in God, so I asked, would you like me to pray on this? And I did, and the kidney stones and the pain just stopped immediately after the prayer, and which was wonderful demonstration for me, like, oh, okay, I just learned something there. <laughs> and because I didn't have the power to um, dissolve a kidney stone, I don't have that power, but I have access to the one who does. And we all do. That's why teaching about prayer, learning the powerful practice of prayer is so fundamental to what I I teach in classes. That uh, Course in Miracles says prayer is the medium of miracles. And I've learned that that is so. But rather than trying to convince my brother to think about God or look at God or be open-minded about God. Spirit gave him kidney stones. He gave himself kidney stones, however we like to look at it. And then from there, after the prayer and the physical healing, my brother said, so what is it you believe about God? And he was open to a conversation about God. Which was perfect because, you know, this was a time when he was, he had married someone who was Catholic and wanted to raise their children Catholic. So opening his mind to a new understanding of God was important on many levels, I'm sure, although we never talked about that. You see, the Lord works in mysterious ways, but the Lord is always working, <laughs> and the Lord is the great law of life, which is love, that love rules, that love is always the ground of our being, that by grace I live, right? Lesson 169, by grace I live, by grace I am released. So we can be released from all pain and suffering, by grace, what does it require? It requires our willingness because all of the causes of suffering are things that we have made up. And whether we are conscious or unconscious to those causes of our suffering, they can be dissolved and resolved permanently back to the root cause. It's one of the reasons why I like to share testimonials of people who have had uh, relief of physical pain and chronic illness and chronic depression and things like that through the spiritual practices that we do together in Masterful Living, through the comradeship, the the friendship, the deep spiritual connections that people have. Because in in Masterful Living, one of the things that everybody who is fully participating or even really substantially participating one of the things they have to do is they have to give up hiding and they have to give up feeling ashamed they have to give up feeling unworthy they have to give up the patterns of lack attack limitation and separation in order to really experience the healing and by working together we create this vortex of energy that really inspires people to finally give up clinging to the attachments that cause our pain and suffering. It's such a, a deep and powerful practice that it really requires a tremendous amount of support. I, I notice that people are having much quicker success than I ever did because of the levels of support. So it's so much more than just listening on your own. 
And that's what we can offer to each other. And that is the thing that we are to do, to be truly helpful, to bear witness to the word of God, to hasten the experience of truth and speed its advent into every mind that recognizes truth's effects on you, on me, on us. So never doubt that you are perfectly designed to represent the one who sent you, to represent, and that while you may spend 23 hours a day complaining and only one day, one hour a day being grateful, one hour or even one minute a day being kind and loving, you are perfectly designed to represent the one who set you and sent you and your purpose is to broadcast the love. And if we are willing, we will be guided and directed in each and every moment. And we cannot fail because spirit cannot fail. This is one of the things I see many, many light workers uh, playing small, thinking that they can fail, playing small, thinking that they don't have what it takes. And that was me. Oh, I so believed I didn't have what it took. That these things worked for other people, but not for me. And that's one of my favorite things to hear people give up. Oh, I realized it can work even for me. That these practices can work even for me. And that's the beauty of A Course in Miracles. That's the beauty of practicing these lessons living these truths. It's not about reading the book. It's about embodying it. Walking in this world as the living embodiment of Christ, even for a nanosecond, a moment here and there, that we could see someone standing at a bus stop and say, go from thinking, oh, that person looks like a loser, to, oh, there's my brother and I love him. I'd like to say as the new year begins, thank you for all the love and the donations and everything, all the wonderful support. Let's pray. So grateful and thankful that our life is a life of love. We share the benefits with all. We let it be. And so it is. Amen. 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 I love you. Mwah.